installments of payments on that student loan. It just at the end of the day, it just you know it just depends on the situation. It's not necessarily a turnout for me because I'm I'm going I'm gonna try to beat the system. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ebony, right. Ebony, try and call me uh in uh on Instagram Live again too. Okay. How do I do that? She gonna try to call you, and I did want to ask her. You know what? And okay. then, so basically, while y'all doing that, while she trying to call you back live, and y'all get back live, I read some stats, some divorce stats. Did y'all know? Well, I'm gonna ask you, Mister E. What month do you think the most people get divorced? Um. <laughs> uh, 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 file for divorce or actually get divorced? Get divorced or file for divorce. I'm sorry. What month I, do people file for divorce the most? You know what? I don't really know, but I would say. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy Sneaky from r r Recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. I hope this audio finds you well wherever you are traveling to listening to the internet. You're welcome. You're listening now to Recognition and Respect with your boy, me, Sneaky. Man, it's, uh, it's a crazy day today, yo. I am in the studio talking by myself, and uh, we had some technical difficulties. I'm 29 now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, man, it's, it's, been a, it's been a journey, yo. I mean, last time I was in here, I was venting about negative energy and, and, and you know, bad karma and just like a series of unfortunate events, either just because, you know, either I made the mistakes or, you know, just people that I was hanging out with, choices, actions, everything, consequences. So I've been trying to deal with that still. It's been a week later and... uh the hits are still coming, man. Um, I had an amazing birthday like dinner with my close friends, and uh, we went to Korean barbecue. Anybody who knows me knows I love Korean barbecue. I'd be getting down with the KBBQ. Um, it was really intimate. Got to hang out with you know people that care about me, and we got to eat, and it was dope. And then the following day, that was Thursday, so my birthday was on Thursday, the 14th, Flag Day, a.k.a. Donald Trump's birthday. Ugh. And then uh, Friday, I was at the Downey Brewing Company. Um, I rapped at the Downey Brewing Company, and if you've ever been there, they don't really do the performers, so it was a little out of my element, but I brought my backdrop, and I was able to sell shirts, and I saw some random people fucking vibing out to me, jumping up and down. I had people telling me in the restroom after while they were uh, urinating next to me that, you know, they like my, they like what I'm doing, they keep on doing it. They were trying to, like, you know, give me advice and input. Somebody said, uh, you mind if I give you some cr constructive criticism? And I was like, yeah, sure. And they were like, you should do it more for the ladies, bro. Do it for the ladies. Like right now you're doing it for the guys, which is cool. I respect that, but you got to do it for the ladies. And, you know, and when you've been doing this as long as I have, you have to automatically expect that people are going to tell you 
things like criticisms, critiques, and even if they don't have any knowledge of the subject, like that's just how people are, man. People like I, I remember when I was starting this podcast, I had a homie tell me, I was like, oh yeah, I was all excited, I'm starting a podcast. And my boy was like, oh man, podcasts are so played out, man. Like if you would have got on that like two years ago, it would have been cool. And I was, and you know, in my head, I got, I got kind of heated and I was like, all right, bro, you tell me, you tell me what you would do if you were me. Oh, like everything's all about, anyway, he gave me some input, but then, you know, you got to think about the source, right? This dude doesn't do anything in entertainment. Uh, he's a techie. He knows like, you know, he's all about computers and stuff, but, uh, it doesn't really work with like producing content, creating content. So you gotta see where you take your um, where you take your uh, criticisms from. You know, you gotta check your sources. So Friday was dope. I rocked, sold shirts, got to hang out with some folks. You know, partied it up. And then Saturday was like the big day. This was like my real birthday birthday celebration. I had a homie come down from San Francisco. He dropped an all vinyl house set at the Indie Brewing Company. We had a group of people out there. I had, you know, some people I hadn't seen in like years, literally, because we only see each other once or twice a year. If I make it out to certain music festivals, and you know, ever since I've been focusing on my music and stuff, I haven't been really going out like to those types of festivals. So. It's really nice to reconnect. Um, it's always dope when people come out for you. I don't know, like, if this makes me... And I'm pretty sure it's a human, uh, a, a basic human trait, right? Like, when people come out and they're appreciating you and they're showing you love and there's, like, positive vibes and they're happy to see you and, you know, they came out for you. It's, like, it's a dope feeling. It's a dope feeling. And I think, like, as a performer, it's something that... I get to feel every time I rock, you know? Because every time I rock a show, invite people out, they come out, they see me, they came out to see me, they're supporting, you know, maybe they'll buy a CD, maybe they'll buy some new merch, but like it's always like an event where people are like, oh, I'm coming to see you. But when you're doing music full time and you're constantly performing and you're always putting yourself out there, uh, you know, over time people stop coming out. For whatever reason, either like, you know, they've seen everything you've done or they have other plans or the fact that you perform so often, it's not like as big of a deal. So, you know, over time of constantly performing every weekend, you know, you don't you don't see the same people coming out every time. So for my birthday, because it's like a special event, you get to see all those people come out of the woodworks who like maybe normally they wouldn't have shown up to a, an event that I was throwing. But because it was my birthday you know, they came out. So it's freaking dope to uh, see all, telling you the energy, the vibes, Indie Brewery. Fuck, I love that place. I'm trying to like, I'm going to get one of the owners to come on and chat it up about starting a brewery and, you know, CBD beer and whatever. But uh, I just, I really like that place. Their vibe, super intimate. The games, the beers are good. You know, the acoustics in there suck, but, you know, that's why we do DJs. That's why we do DJs. And then Sunday was like uh, World Cup Day, I guess, because everybody was talking about Mexico and Germany. And I'm not, I'm not a big soccer dude. Y'all could send me hate mail right now. I'm not really into the sports, really. Um, but I do watch. I like, I, like, I like watching competitions where everything is on the line. So like championships, Super Bowls, World Cups. You know, you, you don't catch me during the season, but, you know, when there's, like, a big game on the line and it's, you know, there's, like, high intensity and there's a lot, I like to watch. And 
the fact that it was Mexico and I am Mexican and everybody, you know, 90% of my timeline are Mexicans, Latinos, and everybody was pumped to see Mexico uh, beat Germany. And so uh, it was dope. Uh, we had a good time. I just hung out with friends, ate food, kind of recovered from the weekend. And uh, people were still wishing me happy birthday. People were still sending me money for my birthday because uh, I, <laughs> I put out an ask on social media for people to Venmo me. And then people were like, oh, what about PayPal? What about you know a bank account? So I actually got people to send me like $60 just by asking, which um, it's kind of tight, right? Like, you know, it's like I did it as a joke, kind of. I knew someone would send me something. Uh, but I got 60 bucks out of it. That's like, that's like a night out. That's like, that's like a weekend. That's like, I, that's a full tank of gas. You know, it can get me places. Uh, that's legit. And then I had other artists, homies, like hitting me up like, yo, did it work? Like, should I try that? Did it work? I was like, hey, nah, every social media platform, every type of transactional money platform, and I only got 60 bucks. I don't know if I would say that works, but you know, better than nothing. It's a start. Maybe next year, um. I'll put like a minimum because people were sending me like change and shit, 29 cents for turning 29 years old. Or like someone sent me a dollar and was like, just imagine there's no decimal. And I was like, okay. So you wanted to send me a hundred bucks, but you sent me a dollar. Got it, got it. The beautiful thing about that is like people I've never met don't know me. Like we just connected over social media. They were sending me money. And not like like $10, $15, like, I know that's not a lot, but, like, to send that to someone you don't know, who you've never met, that's a lot to me. Like, I, I, don't think I, would, I don't think I would do that, you know? So that just goes to show you how selfish I am. But, yeah, man, so those are my adventures. It's all birthday-oriented, of course, and um, I had a good time. I had a good time, and I was supposed to have a guest today, a poet, um, who actually got me this show. So that would have been really cool. And as of right now, I don't even know what happened to her. So Astrid, if you're listening, I hope you're okay. <laughs> Reach out to uh, me or Brittany. Let us know you're alive. Let us know you're running late, something. Um, but yeah, so this is the first, po first podcast, first radio show that I'm doing alone. And um, I don't really know what to talk about. So I'm going to keep venting because I thought all the negative stuff was gone, but it's still coming out, man. And um, I had an experience with someone this week who I consider a friend, still consider them a friend, but they weren't really acting like a friend. And, um, you know, every time that I have like a falling out, or an argument with someone, I'm like the type of super sensitive, introspective type that I'll actually believe everything they said about me and start trying to like think back to figure out what I did to make them have that, um, that view of me, you know, to make them have that image of me. So someone I consider a friend, um, quote unquote, air quote, called me out on some behavior, and um, I personally don't think it was warranted, 
but of course, you know, everybody has their own perspective and everybody has their emotions and their opinions. And at the end of the day, like, I can't really be mad at someone for feeling negatively towards me, but it is kind of my job, my duty, my responsibility to make sure that if their concerns are valid, that I address them. If there is negative behavior or, you know, problematic behavior on my point on my part i try to recognize it and apologize and i try to make things right you know and i think if you listen back to the episode with face episode five um that's what that whole episode was about like you know i i had some problematic behavior i did something that offended someone and i tried really hard to make it right and fix it and um, that's just the way that i am so i had this person we got into a text argument and in text you always lose stuff right and maybe that wasn't the best way but i wasn't really in the mood to talk to him because i was like really heated um and basically like the whole topic of the conversation the whole reason why he was angry with me was because um apparently there's uh there's word on the streets that uh, I'm selfish and that uh, I'm only about my brand and all the moves that I make are only to better myself and further myself and only think about myself and I don't put my homies on and I don't, I don't, I don't support my homies. And, and this, is, this is a person who I think that I have been there for and supported and we've worked together on music and you know I let, I let him and his crew take over one of my events like speakeasy and let them book the whole show and and so i mean from my point of view i mean i don't see it like that right but then the plot thickens because he's like well this is not even me saying this this is your people's saying this your own peoples are telling me that you only do stuff for you and that you're selfish and that you don't want to put them on and i was like well if, if they're talking shit about me they're obviously not my peoples first of all right um but like I said, I was curious, okay, who are these people in my circle who are uh, allegedly talking shit? And at the same time, did I do any behavior to warrant that? You know, did I do something to to deserve that? You know, did I did I say something? Did I do something? Did I you know, was something that I did misinterpreted, you know what I mean? So, um I started thinking, I made some phone calls, I asked some questions to like other people that I've worked with in the past that I'm working with currently. And I mean, the consensus amongst all the people on my side, and again, this might be biased because obviously they're the people I called for a reason. I know they have my back. I know they're in my circle. Um, I know they know me. Like I, I know they've seen my true self. And that might be another thing, right? As two-faced and fake as this might sound and that was another thing that came up in this falling out with this person that I was fake networking and I was ass kissing to get shows and I don't know what but I mean the end result was the same the, this person had a point that I dissed him because I was all about myself and in turn he was talking to people who I guess he would consider from my circle and they were agreeing with him and um 
everybody on my side of the, everybody who I talked to, the consensus that we came to was that this person's hating. And it, it sucks to say that because you never want to automatically assume that just because someone's critiquing you or criticizing you or saying something that you perceive as negative, you don't want to automatically call them a hater. Because let's be real, people make mistakes. I'm not perfect, definitely fucked up. And I, I welcome criticism. I welcome constructive criticism. I welcome critiques and advice, right? Um, but that's not what this was. This was, uh, this was an attack, a personal attack at that, you know? And uh, the, the language was this demeaning, you know? This dude's younger than me, and he kept calling me a kid. No, you kids do this all the same. You kids think that. You kids do this. You kids do that. And so, I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up probably because I don't have anybody sitting across from me to tell me not to talk about it, but <laughs> um, it's on my mind. It's bothering me because when people say stuff about me, the type of person that I am, I take that shit to heart because in my mind, I don't have any enemies. You know, like I keep it cool with everyone. I'm down to collaborate with anyone. Um, my whole show, entertainment, company, promotion, Everything that I do started with me trying to help myself, but it's expanded to realizing that I could help others that are in my same situation. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely selfish. I'm definitely investing money and time into my brand, and there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion, because at this, at, like, I'm not intentionally fucking other people over to put myself on. I'm not breaking other people down or, or talking bad about other people. Like, I am hustling hard as fuck and putting in long hours and spending lots of money to build myself up. And I mean, if, if you can't see that and you don't appreciate that then maybe we maybe we're not friends and that could be extrapolate that you know in a general sense you know be aware when you start making moves for yourself be aware of the ones who are happy for you and supporting you and trying to push you to do more and look at who's kind of like talking shit that you've changed and you know you're different now and you're bougie and Oh, you're too good for me, or you think you're famous, or you're trying to finesse me, or, you know, like, just, just pay attention, because I feel that this particular experience has made me realize that, you know, when you're successful, and I'm not even successful, I gotta stop saying that, when you're, when you're, when you're doing what you want to be doing, and someone else is not doing what they want to be doing, or maybe you're doing what they want to be doing, there's going to always be some kind of resentment there. You know? If, if, and I think it happens across the board, right? Like in relationships, when one person is achieving everything and the other person's kind of just like stuck at home and, you know, their job offerings are not coming through or they're, you know, they start looking at their partner like, 
oh, everything's going so good for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's already friendships, coworkers. It's just, it's like a human dynamic. I don't know if it goes back to, like, our tribal, like, scarcity mindset when resources were not what they are today and everybody was kind of, like, looking out for themselves. And if you didn't have that mindset, you probably wouldn't have survived. So... Like all of us here today are probably ancestors of people who were very good at looking out for themselves and very good about taking care of their own tribe and their own clan. So, I mean, it's probably hardwired in us as humans. But, I mean, just like other things, you can overcome that, that jealousy, that envy, that ego. There's, you know, we have learned, like, tools, meditation, yoga, exercise, present moment awareness. There's tools, you know, that you could you could use to train your mind. Like, yeah, back in the day, people used to always be walking around, fucking and taking advantage of women and raping and everything was about power and dominance. And like, we've built a society. We teach our young that that's not the way that, the, and then we don't do it that well, right? We still have a lot of issues with that. But you don't have people just, like, harassing people in the streets left and right, you know, because people have learned to, like, tame their animal instincts. And I'm, I'm sure there's, like, a whole list of these things that we have inside of us that we're not even aware of or that we don't, you know, we're not, we're not educated on. We don't talk about enough. They're not pointed out to us. Maybe we don't have good friends or parents that are paying attention to be to check us on our behavior to keep us accountable so it happens you know so like this friend i super appreciate that he had you know the the balls or the courage or whatever to tell me what was on his mind like i appreciate that more than him being silent and resenting me and treating me dirty and you know, like me wondering what the fuck's going on. At least I know, you know. And again, maybe he's right. Maybe I'm selfish and self-centered and everything's about me and I'm fucking other people over, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, like, that's not how I see it. That's not how people on my team see it. I mean, at some point, I had Sesh in here. I called Sesh. He was like, bro, you're only going to put in energy where you see that energy's coming back, you know. It's like you tend to gravitate towards people that are moving and doing things and pushing hard. And it's like, I guess I just didn't see that. And there's like, and I think a lot of this stems from communication. I think we need to learn how to communicate with each other better. I think, I think we need to learn how to speak to each other and be honest and just kind of like create a space where it's okay to disagree and debate, hash things out. Because honestly, like like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm the type of person to try to fix this. And that was like the last thing I text him. I was like, it's not over. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to fix it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if he's a hater. That doesn't change who I am. I'm still public servant. I'm still the facilitator, still the event production, CEO, leader, MC, producer, DJ. I'm still all those things. So it doesn't really matter what, how people are. I'm not going to let them change how I am, you know. And uh, 
it was a bummer because I literally had this conversation like the day after my birthday. And it literally, like, I was literally on Friday per- about to go perform at DVC. I was in the middle of putting together my set. And, you know, I, I, we had this text conversation. And uh, it bummed me out. Like, it threw me off, like, to the point where I was like, damn, do I even want to perform tonight? Like, I was literally having that thought in my head. And because uh, it, it made me sad, dude, that someone would see me that way, that someone would... Um, perceive me that way and I think the part that really got me was that I started to think about it and I feel like there are actions that I did that maybe could be perceived as selfish self-centered only about myself only about my brand but I mean I told him straight up I was like yo like no one else is helping me build my brand I don't really have homies blowing me up, trying to put me on shows, trying to build shows around me. You know what I mean? Like all the venues that I work at, I had to show up and set the meeting and pitch the sale and and, and lock it in and then come through and actually execute the vision. So yeah, if I want to fucking spend a month that I was born doing 25-minute sets every fucking weekend because I, I can, because I put in the work to do it, because I deserve it. But why? Am, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to fucking do. You know what I mean? Like, why am I going to be calling up everybody who only comes through to shows they perform at, who only shows up for their performance and then leaves right after? Why am I going to be hitting up people that don't promote that don't share links, that don't really network. How is that helping the sneaky brand? Because it's not. And so I'm not going to invest that time, that energy. I'm not going to make those phone calls. And maybe that's self-centered and selfish and fucked up. Or maybe that's just me realizing the value of my time and my effort and my work and how much it took me to get to that point where I can walk into venues and get shows because people have seen the catalog of events. They see the network. Like, to perfect example, today on Twitter, um, Vel the Wonder posted a tweet that she was going to be in San Diego. I retweeted it to my San Diego peeps, Shots Fired, uh, the Battle League, Shots Fired Battle Rap, uh, K Philosophy, Griffin, Max Taylor. I retweeted it to those cats because I'm like, oh, these are my San Diego cats. These, these are the full, this is the San Diego portion of the Schneaky Network. You know, these, these are my contacts over there. These are the ones who goes out to shows and support and promote and, and create events down there. So I tagged them all in it. And uh, they retweeted it. They liked it. You know, we were getting, the, we were getting the, the engagement up on Twitter. And then I pull over to Facebook because my whole life revolves around social media. You know, I'm constantly on my phone, constantly on my computer, even when I don't want to be. There's another thing that people don't realize. Being on social media all day is fucking draining. It's tiring. 
it's not an enjoyable it's not an enjoyable like task to be constantly inundated with people's thoughts and then also be trying to constantly generate interesting content for other people to consume it's it's a process it's it's work so i'm jumping i'm on twitter i'm i'm promoting the show i'm pumping it up cuz you know i'm i'm trying to like put other people on cuz that's what i do and I jump over to Facebook, and I realize Homie already is promoting it on the Facebook pages as well. So I'm seeing all these San Diego cats posting it. And I'm like, God damn, that's the sneaky network like in real time. And then one of my boys from SD jumps into my DMs and tells me, yo, the plot thickens. Because Homegirl was actually performing at the same event that they were putting together, but she had made her own flyer. And I didn't even see their name was on her flyer, Shots Fired. So it was like already, it was like my network was doing the job already and I found out through a, like, it was just like point, it, it was like a weird pie graph chart, you know, where all the, like the connections and it's in my mind exploded because I was promoting this shit to them and it was their event. And that's just how much, that's how tied in the network is, that's how that's how much it works, and that's indicative of my work that I put into it. And so when I see things like this happen, and I see all the engagement, and I have people sending me money, and I have people buying my merch, and I have, you know, today, uh, Melion hit me up to perform for her birthday. So when I say my homies aren't hitting me up for shows, this is like the first homie to hit me up to put me on a show, and it was the call today. So like, yeah, man. So for me to be for for me to do all this work and see all this validation, see all this affirmation, and see everything like all the gears turning, you know, see the fruits of my labor in contrast to someone else who has, in my opinion fallen off, ghosted me, not, you know, not really about it, to them be telling me that, oh, you're selfish. You don't put people on. You're fake networking. Kiss ass for shows. I don't know. It just doesn't add up. It really doesn't add up. And I love this dude. And I hope one day he wakes up and he's like, God damn, I fucked up. Uh, you know, because I feel like he was projecting on me. Or at least, like, I don't know, man. I got the hater vibe. I got the jealousy. I got the envy. I got the, oh, you're doing all the shit that I want to be doing. Or how come you're not giving me a handout? How come you're not hitting me up to do stuff? How come you're not helping me out? And if there's one thing that we have really tried to hammer in on this podcast, on these episodes, and on the guests that I try to bring in, is that you got to do the work, yo. No one is going to do the work for you. Unless you're super fucking talented and get picked up by some multi-million dollar label. But at that point, you probably already did a lot of work to get to that point where they would pick you up. So yeah, you have to do the work. And it's just, it, you know, I told myself, I told y'all last week I was going to come in here and be positive and be back on my like, oh yeah, we out here partying, sneaking, going hard. But it's like, dude, 
I'm not out of the woods yet. I just turned 29. Um, I'm in hella debt. And I got people that I consider homies talking shit about me. So, I mean, if this is what it is to be successful, goddamn, successful as fuck. But I don't know. I bet there's a lot of people out there listening. That's not success. Where's your picket fence and your wife and two kids and your cars and property you own? And all I can say is that's not success to me, my boy. It's not success to me. I like the grind. Shit, I've been tired for so long. I like being tired. When I wake up with too much energy, I feel like I wasted my night. Well, what the fuck was I doing last night? Why am I? Why do I have so much energy today? Was I not working hard yesterday? And if I have all this energy today, I better not have this much energy tomorrow because I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into everything. And maybe that's not healthy. But I do take. I do take my, I take time for myself. I don't have any shows this whole week. And this weekend I'll be in Palm Springs with my close personal friends in a fucking eight bedroom house or some shit with a pool. Getting fucking lit. Because I deserve that. Because I earned that. Because I just did like nine shows in three weeks. And. I don't even know how much money I made off of my merch that I just printed because I just got it. I just put it back in to reprint a new batch. So even the money that I quote unquote made, I just handed that shit over to my boy and was like, yo, back into the shirts. This isn't play money. This is reinvestment, you know? I earned that. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like uh, I feel like I'm listening to myself talk right now, and I sound like an asshole. And I had, I listened to, I listened back to the uh, All Too Human podcast I did with Cam. If you haven't heard that, uh, episode six, uh, it's actually like a swap cast. I, I was in SD for a show to kick off this whole birthday circuit, and after the show, my, I crashed at my boy's pad, and he has his own podcast that he records out of his pad, and he was like. He's been trying to get me on his pod for years, and you know, I was there. He was there. I was crashing. We had time. So we did an episode, and I uploaded it, and I listened to it, and I sounded like a, I think I sounded like a douchebag in that episode. He said it was one of his favorite episodes, one of his better ones. But personally, I was like, I was like name dropping. I was like, you know, I got people in the industry. I just don't, I didn't like the way I was coming off because I, I know my real self, and I think I sounded way cooler in that podcast, and I actually am in real life. Um, but I guess that's all part of the game, right? Marketing, perception, social media, like you got to put out that, that persona and not just that. I mean, Andy Frizzella talks about it all the time. You got to, you know, when you're trying to be a new per, like when you're trying to do something new that you've never done before, chances are you're going to have to change the way you are. You're going to have to like become something that you've never been before. And sometimes you don't know what that is. So you got to make it up. You got to manifest it. You got to create it. You got to, you know, like I, you got to want to be that thing and see it in your head and then start telling people, start telling people that's, and it, it sounds like a lie. 
it sounds like a straight out like you're lying to people, but you're really, I mean, I guess is where it becomes like gray area, right? Lying and, and, and just trying to like tell people your vision because, you know, I was telling people I had a company way before I did the DBA. <laughs> like before I actually had a company, I was already telling people I had a company. Um, and now when I tell people I have a company, I'm pretty sure, I don't, I don't lie, but the way I say it, they definitely, in their head, I could see them thinking that my company is a lot bigger than it actually is. But it will be that one day. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't feel bad about them having a misconception of what I'm doing right now because I'm going to live up to their vision, you know, and I, I see that for myself. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's hard to put yourself out there. It's hard to be vulnerable and to be exposed and to tell people, hey, this is who I am. And then three years later, you're like, hey, that's who I was. I'm not that guy anymore. Here's the new me. And like people are like, huh? Like that? It's a process, dude. Like, if you're not willing to change and grow and be adaptive and roll with the punches, you're not gonna you're you're, you're not gonna survive in this world, let alone this industry. So I mean, it's not easy. And then you always have to go with that same struggle of like meeting people new and then them not believing you even when you're telling the absolute truth because they don't know you. Because everybody's a rapper, everybody's a photographer, everybody's a DJ, everybody has, everybody has homies, everybody has tracks, everybody has a studio, every, everybody these days has, and it's, it's true, everybody has access. There's so much access to technology and it's, e it's easier now to record and produce and put out content, video, audio, whatever you want, podcasts, songs, it's so easy to do it because of the technology that, yeah, those people probably aren't lying, you know? They, they, are, they are producers and they are DJs and, you know, in their head, that's what they want to be, you know? So they're putting that out there. They're saying, hey, this... But you run into enough of those people and you, they never really pan out. You start to get skeptical and, and you know, little, have a little... You start to get cynical it's, when I meet people today and they tell me they do music, I mean, I always brush them off. I always, I always tell people, don't tell me, show me. What have you done? If they pull out, like, videos on their phone of them rapping to the camera, like on Snapchat or something, just, you know, that's, that happens. People have come up to me like, oh... I want to get a studio session and look, listen to some of my work. And it's just them rapping to their phone. And it's like, no. But I've been that guy. You know, I met a, I met a dude, how long ago did we meet now? Five years? Six years ago? We met in a Vegas hotel room after a rave. And uh, this dude is... Um, Sick musician, trained, classically trained, knows how to read notes, knows how to write music, notation, can produce pretty much anything, can DJ, mixes, records, the whole, the whole, the whole deal. He, he does everything. He's a talented dude. 
and we're, we're, we're working on music, so eventually I'm going to bring him in here, and we'll probably have this, we'll talk about this story, like, in real time with the dude here, but the gist of it is we met in a totally horrible circumstance to try to pitch someone, you know, like, Las Vegas, in a hotel, after a rave, everybody's blasted, and me being the super passionate musician and finding someone else who is on another level than me, I'm like, yo, I do music, I do this, I do that, and he's like, oh, that's cool, man, that's cool, like, that's good, yeah, that's good, and I was like, no, but I'm serious, I want to work, I, I like, I want to do shows, I want to I wanna put out music, like, I have a band, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's, that, that's cool, man, just keep doing it, just keep doing it, he wasn't dissing me, he wasn't, like, he wasn't being an asshole, but it's kind of like, now, years later, I realized that I'm the same way he was, is like, he was like, show me, like, don't tell me, don't, don't give me all this drunk, on one conversation about all the shit you want to do, just show me. And we talk about that shit all the time when we hang out. Because I always tell him, like, bro, did I not show you? Did I not show you? And he's like, he's like, bro, you showed me. <laughs> and it's super validating now to have someone who did not believe in me to now be in my corner, producing music for me, letting me borrow equipment whenever I need it. Drops DJ sets for me at my events whenever I need it. So, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of negativity going on with me right now. But um, I went to visit uh, Ama, spiritual guru at the Hilton. And uh, we did some guided meditation. I waited in line to get a hug. There was like this this buzz in the air. I got a massage from like this super intuitive person and I was with friends and we were all kind of going through the same thing. We were at a point in our life where there was like loss of direction or some kind of obstacle or there is something cosmic. There's something cosmic going on. There's a lot of challenges that I'm trying to face right now, but I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I really believe that everything that's happening to me right now is for the positive, it's for the best. I've already began to make positive changes in my life. I've already began to see negative people in my life and try to like push them farther away. I've been to, began to reassess what's important, reprioritize, and I think that's like the biggest takeaway from turning 29 and uh, getting caught up with all the bullshit is that at the end of the day, you can't really control the stuff around you. You can't control what people are going to throw at you, but you can't control how you react to it. You can control how you see it. You can, can, you can, you can flip, you can flip the perspective. You could say, oh, there's all this horrible shit happening to me. Why is it happening to me? This sucks. Or you could say, damn, there's all this horrible shit happening to me. I can't wait to overcome it. Can't wait to see all the dope shit that's going to come from all this clear. You know, like, like when there's wildfires, you know, sick-ass brush fires just burn down entire forests. That shit's necessary to create space and nutrients for new growth. It's like, a, like the phoenix rising from the ashes. And uh, that's me, and that's you. Everybody listening, whatever you're going through, whatever 
negative things are happening to you, whatever people are fucking dishing hate at you, don't ask. Well, first ask why it's happening and if you were the cause of it. And then if there was behavior, address it, apologize, do better. And then find out what's going to come. What's next? Why this negative stuff is happening, but how am I going to make this nutrients for the future growth? How am I going to rise from these ashes? That's the important shit to remember. And uh, we're out here doing it every day. I just came from the LA River Fest planning meeting. The next one is on Monday. This coming up Monday, 6 p.m., Southgate. Uh, we're coming down to the wire. It's going to be in five weeks, and we're still figuring out logistics and set times and artists and vendors and how all it's going to look. But if you're really interested in being part of it, show up to Monday's meeting. Let your voice be heard. Um, it's not easy to do events, and the more I do them with more people, I realize that <clears throat> no one really has it down to a T. So we always need more help. We always need more content. Um, Thank you all for listening to me. If you're still listening, I super appreciate you listening to this rant. I don't know if you got anything good out of it. Uh, I feel a lot better, <laughs> just like I did last week after I vented. And I guess that's just a reminder to speak your mind, express yourself, you know. Again, find the community that's going to listen, it's going to support, it's going to build you up. Don't let negative obstacles, self-imposed or imposed by a third party, knock you off your path, yo. Go under, go around, go through, go over, overcome, rise from the ashes, burn down all the old dead relationships that are not bringing you nutrients and get ready for new growth. Get ready to rise and get ready to be joining me every Monday night from eight to nine right here on the west side of the after party. You could find Everything about me at www.schneaky.net. That's S-H-N-E-A-K-Y.net. At Official Schneaky on Instagram. If you're interested in my company or coming out to any of the events that I throw or want to be more involved with community initiatives that involve art and everything like that, uh, Schneaky Ent, S-H-N-E-A-K-Y-E-N-T. Um, yeah, find me. Let's build. If you think I'm shady, I will prove all these motherfuckers wrong. If you think I'm selfish, come talk to me. If you think I'm only about me and my brand, let me tell you that I'm building up this brand so that I can put other people on. Because I can't really take all y'all with me, but if I can get to the top, you best know that I'm going to toss a ladder down. I'm not going to leave my people in the cave. I'm bring the fire back, yo. And if I did something to offend you, if I hurt your feelings, if I didn't remember you, if I ignored you, if I bumped you from a show, if uh, I forgot to put you on a flyer, if whatever, chances are, I can almost guarantee you, it did not come from a bad place. I did not do it to hurt you. It wasn't personal. I fucked up because I'm human. Humans make mistakes. Forgive me. Because believe me, if you came to me and you told me you fucked up and you accepted what you did, I would do my best to forgive you. And that's uh, all we need in this world, man. More love, more forgiveness, more peace, more compassion, more understanding. 
more communication. So if you got an issue with me, reach out, man. Let's, let's hash it out. Let's bury that shit and build something. Let's burn it down, all the old growth, and plant new seeds. Because I'm, I'm ready, yo. I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for this shit. I'm 29 years old. I'm in the perfect position. I got my apartment. I got my company. I got a fucking support system of creative, intelligent, resourceful people who have my back. And I'm not planning to stop anytime soon. And uh, you shouldn't either. So let's do the damn thing. Hit me up. Sneaky at sneaky.net. Sneaky.net for everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Pure Volume, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. I'm on all that shit. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next week. Brittany, take us out. All right, folks, with you still. We're running in circles to figure out the method. We're swimming in whirlpools to not get found dead. Washed up on the shore, a ghost of one and more. A distant memory of a little king. So I'm hustling, trying to make change. Buying blunts in my spare change. Throwing shows, trying to make green. Spending green, trying to make dreams. Lucid when I walk through, speak easy at the Redwood Room with the Maywood crew. Dark Ghost 64, sneaky if gets breaking doors. Hip hop tracking, writing scores, filming scenes on top of cars, trying to get my message out. Give my people all the hope, that is what it's all about. Dropping knowledge to the kids, teach them how to use their gifts. Tell them happiness is what it is to live. It's what it is to live. Try to always give, nurture happiness, that's what it is to live, that's what it is to live. I cannot fuck with you, I cannot fuck with you, I cannot fuck with you, I cannot, I cannot fuck with you. I do not fuck with you, I do not fuck with you, I do not fuck with you, I do not, I do not fuck with you. I cannot fuck with you, I cannot fuck with you, I cannot fuck with you, I cannot, I cannot fuck with you. Sleeping in the morning, I be making moves. moves. Telling the truth, up and down with the weed smoke. Got my language, got my lingo. Keep doing the money phone. Could have fast watching your shit. Keep it real with a hundred that's just smoke. I was in the land, expecting my craft. You don't want it to me. Trust me, let the last sleep. I know many things. But let's keep it to myself. Don't let me just sell the trippin'. When I call you up.